When I learned this, it completely blew my mind uh, about the Yesod Iser Kilayim. Is Isur Kilaim Yesoid Isuro Shalo Yehe Nire Kizarea Tarubis. The essence of the Torah prohibition of planting species too close to each other, the essence of it is that they should not look like a mixture. Usually, in halacha, the idea of marisayin, of what things look like, is uh, rabbinic. Don't do that. It looks like, if you had like on Purim, it's brought down, the post can bring down. They used to have a minig on Purim to pour almond milk on their meat and eat it. <laughs> it's gewaldic. Yes. Yeah, the shach brings it down. Yeah, it's almost brought in, 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 in your day. 100%. Yes. I don't know if Gemara ta'ayin, but by the time of the of the Akhrayim, they're already mentioning such a thing, that this was done on Purim. We, one time, when I was a campus rabbi, we had a whole tray for we <laughs> Like, we had, we had, like, strips of, uh, of mock, mock bacon and eggs and mock shrimp. We had mock everything, like... <laughs> it was a mockery. Any case, so, uh, but the din is, even on Purim, you must have um, some, uh, either like the bottle. Today, today we have like bottles that say almond milk on it. You put that on the table so that people do not think that you're actually mixing milk and meat. So in order to dispel that it looks bad, right? In those days, they would sprinkle almonds around it, so people would know that this was made from from almond milk. Okay. But with kilayim, maris ayin is the etzim iser. That is the and he has various proofs for it. We're not getting into it right that's now. The, that's the, Torah the Torah prohibition is that it should not look mixed. Well, that when why, you why, are cultivating so the why, earth, why, why? I don't understand it. The Torah doesn't want it to look mixed. There's no Torah prohibition about it looking mixed. Why is the Torah prohibition is that it should not look mixed. Why? why? So that we're going to see, Rav Nassim's going to talk about it, right? Usually, how things look is not the essence of the thing. The essence of the thing is don't break Shabbos, don't meet me the milk, don't whatever. And the rabbis come and say, hey, you know, that looks bad. When you're doing that, 
So don't do it, or here's a way to make it clear to everybody why you're doing what you're doing. But with Kilayim, the, the, the essence of the Isra Torah is that it shouldn't look like a mixture. And uh, he brings various proofs for this, and, and it's really mashma again and again in the Rambam itself. And also he brings the Targum Yonis, the Targum Unculus, on the word Kilayim is Eruvi, mixture. The things should not be in an Irbuvia, in a, in, a, in a mixture that you cannot distinguish the species from, from each other. Now, all, all, although this is true, the Rambam says, and there's different theorem of how far you have to be marching each species from each other, the different types of species, like things that are considered tevua, grains, which tevua doesn't only include the five species of what we're used to, wheat, spelt, oat, barley, and rye. It also includes kidneyos and various other rice and, and, uh, and uh, corn, etc. There you have to have a bigger shear. But for vegetables, for instance, things that are considered halachically vegetables for the purposes of kilayim, you're allowed to have vegetables within even just one tefat of each other. And you may have noticed in Masechah Shabbos, I think it's the Peihei or Nunhei, I'm forgetting the doubt. Um, you have pictures, these little squares of six by six hand breaths with how many different types of vegetables could you fit in and they're still considered halachically separated from each other. So if they, there's also an idea that if, if they meet at an angle, like if there's the tip of a triangle, then also your eye will easily distinguish between the tip of a triangle meeting a plane, right? Because you can see that, that it, even though they're right next to each other, it's less than a tefach. What's that called again? It's called Rosh Tor, right? So, so, so there are various um, things about how you plant also that because it dispels what it looks like. Also, if you put a little wall, or even if you put a tzura sapesach, like what we have to make a, an Arab around the city, but tzura sapesach, like two, two uh, kaneve, kaneve, kanel, gabam, like a, a string going over, a, or, or a rod going over two rods, that also is considered enough to separate, because your eye will see these are, oh, on this side is this, and on this side is that, and then you can plant right up to each other, no problem. However, so, 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 if the point is your eye should be able to distinguish it, right? The issue is, though, that um, the Ramam says, end of Perak Dalit, halacha tezayin, mikol eilah advarim nizbar lecha shebizman sheyesh ben shnei haminim harchaka ru'u elahem kedei shelo yinku ze mizeh ein choshim amarisayin kosher be'arna. Even though we said the whole iser is marisayin, but if you plant them far away from each other, enough, the Chazal were makabal, either halacha lomesh b'sinai, or the sages added certain amounts of space to make it even further, if you complied with the laws of Kilayim, but then as the plants grew, they started to intertwine with each other over the ground, ain choshishim lezeh. This very interesting thing. On one hand, the whole yesod of the Yisr is what it looks like to people. On the other hand, if they grow up after having been planted with the requisite difference, distance, if they grow out and intermingle above the ground, then no big deal. Very strange, right? So the, um, the idea is that uh, uh, this is how we were received, that this is how Hashem's halacha is, that you have to make it separate enough, but plants are plants, and kanireh that there's this corrective mechanism even within our perception that if even when things get intertwined, we can still see well enough that they're separated and they're not, it's not just mamish a jumble. So the answer is not to have it uh, uh, utterly distinct, but rather that it should not be a jumble. Eruvin, should not be Eruvin, should not be Irbuvia. Like uh, Rashi of Breshi uh, says, that like when, when things are all just mixed up, the, the Hashem said, no, there's a yom and there's Laila, right? So the, the, there's a die and the darkness will be at night and the light will be in the day and things are not mixed up. However, there's one exception to this halacha. One species only that is, that is, that is, that is discussed in the Gemara and brought out Ladina in the Rambam. Uh, I hope I didn't lose my face. The one 
species is called the Tlas Hayavanis. I think today you have a concept of the Greek gourd. I mentioned this once this year. Um, the, the Greek gourd. This is, we're looking at the other side of the calendar now. Hanukkah, right? We're holding this from the first things from our mind, right? <laughs> but it's kishmak to bring in the other side of the, of the, of the year to freshen us up. The Greek culture is specifically a... Um, and this, this is the shorish of what we call now in modern days um, imperialistic. They have a better word than that. The way that a culture kind of eclipses the other cultures and takes them over. Um, there's a better word than that, imperial, I forgot. The, what's that? Col- colonial, right. Col- col- yeah, exactly. It's just colonializing and, and destroying and uprooting other cultures. The Greeks were the first to come and say, eh, you people, you're all savages. You're all barbarians. We have the light of reason. And this is kind of, in a certain way, we learned this also with a lot in Maral and his Sefer and Hanukkah, that the brain has a tendency to ego, the brain, because the brain likes to uh, hierarchalize things, excuse my English, to make things like, oh, I, I'm on top, you're on there, to, to measure, to, to, um, to uh, quantify and compare. How much, right? How good, how strong, how, how weak, how smart, how stupid. We're better, you're worse. We're first world, and it's an amazing thing. And then there's third world. Where's the second world? <laughs> they don't, don't, nobody comes close to us, right? We're the first world. Forget about you. You're third. <laughs> this is, so the Dlas Hayyavanis is the one exception. The, is the only exception. Um, as is brought in the Rambam Per Gimel of Kilayim, Halacha Yudal. Hirchik Beshnemin Marchaka Ruelev, Ayamin Zenoite, Algav Minze. If you separated things as, ne- as, ne- as necessitated by the halacha, and one of them grows over the other, whether it's grain on grain, or yerek al yerek, or yerek al tvoa, tvoa al yerek, hakol mutter, it's all fine. Sharehirchit kashir, because you, you separate it as is needed. Chutz midlas yavanis, except for the Greek gourd, shehinim sheches harve. It's a little too colonial. It's not Shabbat to me. The dafka is a Greek. This vegetable that has a shame levi of being Greek. That's the one that at, because, when it grows up, and I looked up a little on Google, they have these huge leaves, like these Michigana uh, wide and like very kind of like colonializing leaves. So therefore, if the Greek gourd starts to overshadow the other vegetables around it, you must uproot it around it. Okay. So this concept of, uh, of, a, of an iser that is dependent on maris ha'ayin, on how it looks, and yet, of course, we understand nature doesn't mean that it has to look perfect. As long as you separated it enough, we're okay, right? However, there's an exception, the Greek gourd, that even when you separate it enough, it comes into your... It, it, it invades. It uh, colonializes a little too much. And so the Greek gourd is an exception to that rule. So first of all, Rabbeinu speaks about the holy tzaddik as a gardener. Then it says, a person could be zoicha. Dash yesh ki yesh sadeh. No, there is a field. B'sham gedeli milonis fasavim yafim v'noim oy. There, gorgeous, beautiful, incredible vegetation and trees that grow there in this field. Ugoidel yikar yoyfi hasadeh v'gidulav i efsha v'saper. And the gorgeousness of this and the, the preciousness of this field and its growths is impossible to describe. Asher Ashrei Ayn Happy is the eye who has beheld this field. Vilanois Vasavim, these trees and vegetation, Hembechinas, Nishamois, Kedoshas, Hagedelim Sham. These are the holy souls that are growing there. The person who has the eye to see looks around them. And they see the beauty of Am Yisrael as these growing 
these growing beings in this great field of souls. Sadik looks at the world. Incredible. There's a number of souls that are unclothed. They don't have this growth, this plantedness, and this growth. They're stuck outside the field. They're waiting and hoping that they'll have a fixing. That they can come, return and come back to their place. They have a spot got your spot. <laughs> and sometimes even a great soul sometimes somehow doesn't say how it finds its way outside the garden and gets lost. And it's hard for it to get back. They're all waiting, hoping for the gardener. They can come by, walk, come by, hoping he'll come and, 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 and deal, he'll do what is needed for their fixing. There is such a thing as a soul that depends on another soul's death. Wild. Or it depends on somebody else's mitzvah or service of Hashem in some way. And the person wants to become himself the gardener. Doesn't say the word garden. Says Bal Sade, owner of the of the field. Person has to be extremely, extremely great. And. He says, I'm skipping a little bit. He's busy always with looking after the trees to water them and help them grow. And all other issues of the garden, of the field. And to separate the trees from each other. As is needed, so one does not contradict or conflict with his fellow. Sometimes you have to act towards somebody who is actually really close. You have to act and show him distance, make him feel distanced so that he will not negate or cause negative to his friend. Uh, in Halacha, there is no din of kile ilanos, trees, because they look so separate already. That's how Ramnasan explains it. Do not have dinim of kiam. The only tree that does is the grape vine, which is actually has the most strictest and highest uh, level of kile hakerem. However, Rabbeinu also started saying Asavim, and for sure, something in this, as we're going to see from Ramnasan, is related to this idea of the importance of, 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 of separating out each, each growing thing. So last night, the Helge Bar Mitzvah of Yaakov Willig Shlita, the Rab Machlis Shlita, Amazing he said, Matovo Alecha Yaakov, Mishkanasecha Israel, the amazing Pazakamara Parsha. He was emphasizing that Ohalecha is the plural, in the plural. And that each person, as Rashi says, that, and the Gemara says, that what impressed Bilam, and the Gemara Rabbi Yechanan says in Baba Basra, the Fsamech, that Rabbi Yechanan says that Balshem that the that that that, that, that Bila, when he said Matovu wasn't that Hashem changed the words, but he himself was inspired. Unbelievable lush and I forgot to bring that to my here. But in any case it's Baba Basra Samech. I went out incorrectly. He was amazed 
to see tents that were not facing each other. And Rav Machitz was emphasizing that this means what this is about is individuality, the preservation of individuality within community, which is the deepest thing. And what I would like to add a parish to is that how do you do that and what does it mean? What does it mean they weren't looking at each other? Why is it so important, this thing of looking? It's because, like we said, the brain, like the glass, <laughs> the gullus of the brain, the gullus of Greece, is to quantify and compare. When I'm looking into somebody else's tent, I'm thinking, ah, how much does he have? How much does she have? Uh, how are things, you know, this and that, financial, even spiritual, how much, how little, and it turns into a uh, quantifying and a comparing. But true individuality and the emiss of what the Baal Hasad is doing and helping us to grow is the saying, Yidoleh, each of you, you're a category of one. Category of one. The only thing you have to compete against is your own potential. There is no such thing. The idea of looking into somebody else and determining how you're holding based on how they're holding. This is Shekhar. That's Bilam's world. It's Ayn Ra'a. One gather of Ayn Ra'a. Because I'm always, because if you have that much, I want that much. It's competition. I and Tova is, I love you. I have nothing to do. We're not against. Vive la différence, as they say in France. You be you and I be me. This is the, the Kotzker. Zatzal. The Heilige Kotzker has this line. It's like almost like a riddle. If, if I am I because you are you, and you are you because I am I, then I am not I and you are not you. If the whole, if my existence is only because I'm different from you but in some measurable way in some, it's, if, my, if my whole thing is just the contrast then neither of us have our own essential selfhood but if I am I because I am I and you are you because you are you then I am I and you are you this is my toy this is the toy that even Bilam couldn't do he his whole life was how much I every year I go to this Rashi Bilam is talking to Hashem right at the beginning and he says you know Balak ben Sipor Melech Moyav Shalach Eli yeah he says Balak ben Sipor Perkhaf Bez Pasach Yud even though I'm not important in your, in your eyes, Hashem, look, kings are Here's Bilam, the person, the only person that Chazal say came close to Moshe Rebbeinu's Nevuah. And he's not, he feels, he's not Chashuv in the eyes of Hashem? How could that be? How could that be? But this is the essence of the difference between the side of Kedusha and the Sijachah. No matter how much he gets, he doesn't think that he, just being himself, has value in the Shem's eye. Always, it has to be more. I have to do this. Maybe he'll love me if I do this. If I, oh, look, you know, the kings, the kings, the kings are running after me. <coughs> he wants more money because I'm not coming with these sarim. But maybe, maybe if you send more important ministers, I'll come with you. All his whole life is quantifying and comparing. That's his whole life is looking at where everybody else is and how much money could I have and how much today and how much power did. It's all, his whole life is looking and comparing. 
And when he sees this nation of people, that each person is in their own category, and they're not looking at each other to compare, to figure out where they're holding, they're just each one. When, when I had to think of a, of a motto for Simchat Shlomo, for the Yeshiva, it was each unique and all together, which is this idea. The first Torah I heard from Rav Shalom Bratzal was this, Matovim, this thing, this Rashi. <coughs> and he said it over by my Bedekin also. That the tents were not facing each other. Really, 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 this is the, this is what Kedusha looks like. This is what parent, good parenting, good, good, good spousing, good marriages, good kehilas, good Torah learning is not quantifying and comparing who you are. This is the Hitler Yimach Shemot, put numbers. He quantified the people, right? They tried to make you feel like a number. That's why I left my high school, because I felt like a number. <laughs> it's the worst thing to feel like a number. Atovu Lecha Yaakov. I heard last night on the radio from Rebetzin Yamima Mizrahi. Unbelievable neshama. She says, What's the difference between AI and uh, MS? She's like, AI is like Bilam, has only one eye. Neum HaGever, Shesuma Ayin, right? <coughs> Says Rashi, Eino Nekura, he had only one eye. One of his eyes was, 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 had been gouged out. That means there's no depth perception. No depth, can't see the three-dimensionality. Says, that's, like AI. People are worried about AI. AI gives the same answer to every person. AI can't relate to who's asking me the question. AI they can't connect to who you are as an individual. No way. That kind of thing gets built over depths of uh, depths of depths. Even if it would you just have some algorithm that it could, it could learn uh, who you are and give an answer that is shaykh to you, it's still not going to be able to make you feel loved like a person will, that is caring for you and giving an answer that's for you, giving, being there for you. Information is the world as, and again, that's why Greece is not something that we erase. It's not a malik. It's, uh, it's something that's meant to be integrated. It's, um, the Turk is kosher when it's translated into Greek because it's a beautiful language. It's meant to be translating Torah concepts. It's meant to be used. It's meant to, the beauty it should just be brought into purpose and meaning that's deeper than that information is nothing wrong with information the problem, the problem with it is when we start to quantify and compare human beings that's where it really becomes colonial and destructive <laughs> we have to cut the last of from the Hispanic yeah yeah Researching it, it has an element of randomness in it also. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work people doing the exact same thing. Uh-huh. So randomness, randomness right. also is a film. Right. The world is random. It's all random, right. Random. Yeah. Um, so, now, this idea of one eye is found in the other side. Like, Bilam had one eye and that was bad. He could only, he couldn't see deep. You could only see surface. What? Balak. Balak. Or Bilam, right? No, Balak. Balak has one It's Bilam talking. He's talking about Balak. Oh, yeah? You should go to Bilam Ben Boer. Seems like Bilam. Um. So we have to see. It sounds to me like Shesum uh, Ha'ayin. Does it actually say the word Bilam? Yeah. Nismes Eino Shel Bilam. I don't, I don't, okay, we have to we have a if it's Balak also or if it, no, it's not. Um, Nun Bilam Ben Boor, Nun Magever, 
Uh, because it says, a second person? No, I never thought it was two. You better watch it then. Okay. So, this idea of one eye, I heard on the radio from Rebbe Sinimim of Mizrahi, an amazing soul. One eye means there's no depth perception, which she said means you, the AI that can't give an answer that is just for you. And even if it learns your personality, it's never going to be able to make you feel loved never going to have that three-dimensionality of caring and of relating mamish to who you are, the Amos. That was Bilam, whose whole world was all just um, quantifying and comparing. His whole world was looking into the other people's tents and trying to figure out how much, you know, like he said, you should have sent more important messengers, I'll go with them maybe, like Rashi brings, that's why I'm not coming with you now. And he wants so much money. And perhaps this is why Rabbi Yochanan brings about the bastard of Samach, this is why he was so blown away by the tents uh, uh, um, not opening to each other. That he said, Matovu, not because Hashem put those words in his mouth, but because of his own actual amazement. That each person can actually be a category of one. That each person can be totally only in competition with their own potential. And mamish not in any way be in that place of, of, uh, of quantifying and comparing. And not get entangled like the Greek gourd that the Greek the mind wants to go to that place. The ego wants to go to that place of, 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 of quantifying and comparing. He was blown away by this. He said, Matovo, this is the Tov. So I heard from Rav Machlis that the Tov was the plurality of the tense that each person was mamish their own individual. And individuality comes from this, from knowing that each were each in the category of one. And to experience this, the one-eyedness of Hashem also, as the Zohar Kodesh brings in Daf Kufla Zayin and the Ijur Rabbah and Parshas Nasai, that there is a great eye. Nowadays we experience Hashem looking at us with two eyes. He says, Now Hashem's eye is looking at us with, could be good, could be bad, the right eye, a left eye. But when Hashem comes, like a third eye of Hashem will open up, a single eye, that really has been looking at us all along. We just didn't experience it yet. And we can get glimpses that we're going to talk about. One eye of love from on high. Uh, one single eye. That is just loving us. What's that? So the Zohar is bringing that Kufla B'Zayin Amabez. In Bamidbar. Kufla B'Zayin Amabez. Parshas Naso. So, um, we see from here that one-eyedness also can be mamish the highest thing, most unbelievably high thing, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us that is unchanging. This is raiva deriving. We experience this every Shalosh. So it is the will behind all wills. Teva HaToiv Lehetiv HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to be His Rachmanus, His Oilam Chesed Yibanus, just love underneath everything. The trouble is, and, and, and first of all, Rav Nosson says, Rav Benu says in Torah, Dalit Ois Tes, where does he find this idea in Chazal when it says, Every time you see how the greatness of Hashem, the awesomeness, there you see in, 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 in Torah, Navim, and Ksuvim, the Gemara brings all three, the Hashem's humility, meaning to say Hashem's space making and caring for the lowliest people. And this, I think, is related to Rabbeinu's Sefer Hanisraf, the burnt book, which he dictated to Rav Nassan, and Rav Nassan was in such a state of awe that he forgot everything that it said, except that the idea behind it, what it was all based upon was making the bed for a guest. Making the bed for a guest. Making the bed for a guest is the deepest space-making. I'm not gaining anything. 
there's no fun in the conversation, there's no gift that he's bringing, there's no, there's no consciousness. I'm just making space for you, just for you. To make the bed for the guest is the most godly thing there is, is what Hashem does for us. He makes room for us in, on a level that is beyond our conscious awareness. Just gives us the dignity and the awesomeness and the lo- belovedness of, hey, this is you. Here's your spot in the garden. Here's your thing. Here's your tree. Here, here you are. There you are. And that kind of loving space-making is called Hashem Zanava. It's called Ratzon Einsov. It's called Atik. It's called the one eye of Hashem, which really is always looking at us. Even now, we just don't experience it as much. And we need to do this work of experiencing it a little bit. And, and Rapenu tells us an, an absolutely incredible thing. He tells us an incredible thing. <laughs> that, that really, um, it's happening to us on a fairly regular basis when, even without us really having to try so hard. He says, Sometimes he doesn't say Adam Kasher, he doesn't say Tzadik. He says, he says, Shelifamim, sometimes, Nislahev Adam, a regular guy. In your davening, suddenly a few words shining. They're aflame. This is from Hashem's beloved, loving you. That moment, that one eye is looking at you and you're experiencing it. That he irlo and is shining into you. When a person experiences and sees this sparkling, even though he himself doesn't know what's going on, like the Gemara says, his higher soul knows there's something going on. His soul get a flame with great vehicles to be connected to the Orient to the degree of that revelation of Ainsof. according to the number of words that opened and are shining those words a person says with great uh, connection to Hashem and at that Time this battle, and when you're in that state of bittle to the ends of as Ebuchinas Veloyada ish, then you're in a place of like the burial place of Moshe, Shafilu Huba Atzmo, Eno Yodea Me Atzmo. You become completely not self aware. You don't even realize what you're going through. The moment you realize it means it's over. It means you did you just had an experience, but it's done now. You don't no, eno yodeya me atzmo. And this whole thing is davka bevchinas ratzu v'shov, that you enter, you go there, and then you come back in order to continue to exist. Kadeshis kaim yeshuso. And when you bevchinas shoiv azay tzarich laharois gam ledaitoy, then it's a time to show your mind, to show your consciousness. Hey, what was that? Something just happened. Because while you were in the dvekas, the das was gone. The mind was gone. You were just in that love. You were melted into the oneness of being with Hashem. And then afterwards, in the shoiv, there's an avoida to let your mind know. Like the tzaddik lets Am Yisrael know. So, so too, we, ha- we, we within our own self, each one of us, needs to let our my own mind realize what just happened. Something special just happened. Something really opened up for us. Not just a figment of your imagination. It's an amazing thing. The is telling you, the, we have these experiences. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. It happens. The thing is, the mind is very quick to, to let the glass Yuvanis cover it up. Let this the Greek gourd colonialize it and say, ah, well, whatever it was, it just it doesn't mean anything. And, uh. They have to let it know because it is a kind of knowing that's different than intellectual knowing. 
It's an experiential knowing. And in that place we can actually experience that Hashem Hu Ha'elokim meaning to say that I have to find Rabbeinu's words for it that not only is did I just experience a connection with Hashem but I also experienced Tuvo Achtus Ha'insof V'Tuvo I experienced that God is one and I experienced God's goodness this is one of the most important things because the mind I know my mind for sure makes a whole list of gripes against God. This is not fair, and that's not fair, and, not fair and, that, and, I, and I'm upset, and I'm never going to be good enough, and that's the good... And the worst thing is when we start to doubt, does Hashem love me? Does Hashem... Is it a loving God that we're serving? Who caring? And the mind can run in circles with that, because you look at the world as it is, it's the two eyes, like the Zara saying, there's good, there's bad, there's ah, you're what... And Rabbein was saying, you know that last time where suddenly the davening just took off? Remember that. Remind yourself of that. And there's a kind of knowing that's different than intellectual, uh, uh, computational, informational understanding. There was an experiential thing that happened. And if you allow yourself to remember it and know it, then you can know Hashem's oneness and, it's so important, goodness. So important that Hashem's goodness. What's that? I mean, you can't remember. Can what? I thought you said you can't. You know something happened, but you... What he calls it is a, an impression, a reshimu. Right, so he says, Laharois, um, he says, Tich Laharois Ledaitoi. Um, you have to teach your mind. And what you're doing is you're, you're telling your mind that there's a different um, kind of, the way I understand this, there's a different kind of knowing. There's an experiential knowing that Hashem is good. A muscle for this. You could have somebody who's been through Shas five times, he's super brilliant, right? But he's kind of depressed and doesn't really take davening so seriously. There are a few people like that out there, right? And you could have a child of 14 who lost a parent, Chas V'Shalom and has a real reason to be mamish. But this kid, people took care of him and really took him on their wing. And he really davened. And he knows deep inside, Hashem loves me. Mekoch is davening. Does he know Baba Kama backwards and forwards like that other guy? No. He knows in a different way. In a certain way, he's much more developed than that super intellectualized person who hasn't yet opened himself up to a real davening experience. Is this hitting a chord? Is it? Yeah. Three, three things. Just yeah. one. It's all good. Yeah. Right. Unconditionally. Zel. Yeah. It's amazing, right? <clears throat> just like this is just, that's, it's unchanging. It's, 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 uh, the Ratzon Elyon is, the Ratzon Eintzof is, is, is just, right? So the thing is that we get mixed up in life. This is where Kalim comes in. Yeah. He's emphasizing that the, the, way, the way into that is, is not, not through cerebrally understanding it. It's exactly. an experience that later on, after you leave that experience and you didn't even know what happened, you have to like show your das. Exactly. That that happened. Mamish, exactly. So this, and it's, it's amazing that Rabbeinu said, like, he's pointing out that this happens to us on a semi-regular basis in davening. It actually happens. Elifami. I was just thinking, Right. <laughs> <laughs> but where was I? You know? But it's, uh, but it's, 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 
It's amazing. It's amazing. He's pointing this out. This is a phenomenon. He's saying here, hey, you notice that? You know, <laughs> it's like, and, and, and then there's, there's an avayda of showing yourself, of, of tuning into that, of giving importance and credence to that experiential thing. So, now, how does this relate to Kilayim? So Rav Nassan in Kilayim Kerem Halacha Beis Oiz Dalid, he says, "Zeh bechinas iser Kilayim, ki kol davar nishdanim betvinasud muso." Everything in the world, right, there's there's this Ratzon Elyon, which is just love. That that's really the source of all creation, Hashem Zanava. And then there's all this particular Ratzonos of how the letters should be, and then how they inter- interact to create physicality and Torah and so on in the world, right? Hashem's Ratzon, the highest, the one eye, has no picture to it, has no particularity to it, it's just love. But what flows out from it is creation as it is, with all of its particularities. Right? Like, he says, they all come, all the pictures, all the shapes, textures, sizes, particularities of reality come from Hashem's will behind it, which has no picture, has no particularity. And it's connected. All these pictures and particularities are drawn from Hashem's higher will of love that has no picture. But it gets but but he that desire to love Tevatov Lahetiv and Ratlish's Gala Rahmanusa like Rabbeinu brings into Dalit, which is the impetus for creation brought about that there should be all the colors, all the seis, all the shapes, all the galaxies, all the planets, and so on, and the, and the human beings, and each of us in our own particular lives, and all of their circumstances. But how are we going to connect up creation back with its creator, which is the goal, to connect back up with Hashem? Is there has to be as the Shulchan Aruch brings in Yechus Tefillah? I think it's Simon Tzadi Ches that the Nevi'im are Rishonim and the Chassidim are Rishonim. They would daven Ad Shegiu lehispash hispashtus hagashmius to a peeling away, a shedding of physicality. Ve'az nichlam v'atzonish v'lashem atumunas v'ratzon einzov. Then you connect back the wills that are behind all of the pictures of reality back to the great will of Hashem that is behind it all. She'ein boshum tumunah has no picture. The only way to bring it back to Hashem is through each thing's pristineness. Creation as is, when it's not uh, mangled, is a doorway back to Hashem. Things as they truly are. The thing is, we mix ourselves up. We intertwine we Greek gourd colonialize ourselves with too much overthinking and, 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 and negative self-talk <coughs> that goes on. Each thing needs to be in its shape and picture. Just the way Hashem said it. As things grow, the seed is experiencing bittle for it to grow into the earth. Right? And we, when we walk around and we see, and we said the Yesoid HaIsr is Marisa Ayin, Hashem says, and the Israel Kilayim is only in Eretz Yisrael, this holy land we're in, Baruch Hashem, when we cultivate it, it that, the bittle that the plants have, has to be a picture of the kind of bittle that we need to have, the kind of the negation of ego that we need to have to Hashem, which needs to be with the preservation of, 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 of things as they really are. When we can accept 
life as it really is. And when we can untangle the stories we're telling ourselves, all the mishikas we have inside, and just tell Hashem our deepest stories. Like Rav Slomo says, I think he's saying it on, on Likutim Ran Tazayin, is if we'll tell Hashem our deepest secrets, Hashem will tell us the deepest secrets. If we'll be able to just do vidui dvarim, really tell Hashem what, what really is, and stop, you know, turning around, even just to say how it really is that I'm stuck in negative self-talk, which is real. I'm stuck in this mishikas, I'm putting myself down all the time. I'm stuck in this, in, 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 in being jealous. I'm stuck in feeling, and, and it really is, that's where I really am. Instead of like covering it up or mixing, getting all so jumbled that we can't express it, we can't tell Hashem what's going on. When we do that, we're separating out the letters of creation. Just like the plants need to have their pristineness in order that through those very letters we can get back to that one eye, to that higher love of Hashem. The only way back is through things as they really are. When things are all mixed up and jumbled, we can't find our way back. And so Mamish, the, the way we cultivate Eretz Yisrael has to look like that. It's going to affect us. When things are as they really are, then they can go back to their root. We're mixing up the pictures, we're mixing up the shapes, we're mixing up Hashem's letters, we're mixing up so it's as if we're detaching the way that Hashem wanted this particular thing to happen, this experience to be, this plant to grow. It's as if we're detaching it from the love that is behind all of creation and having it be its own separate thing. That is a, a, a destruction of the creation. The essence of creation is for, it to, for, and through, for us, through, through our stories, through our work, to find our way back. This is all Kilayim is a paradigm of all Avera. Therefore, these plants are going to help us speak out. When we go out in the field and we see even if they're a little mixed up because of how they grew above ground. It doesn't have to be perfect. Except that Las Yavani's is a little too colonializing. Trim it down, don't let it take over. We go out and walk in Eretz Yisrael and we see how we're cultivating the earth in a way that preserves the pristineness of each species. We're going to be able to tell Hashem what's going on inside us. The biggest fix is to be able to speak it out. And here, there's a meditation that I learned from a idole in Toronto, Idan Lumi. He says like this, Take a few deep breaths and you sit. And I'm not going to do the actual meditation. Now I'm just giving over what it is. And then you can do it at home. It's Mama Shukavalt. You let into yourself first, he says, to do it with a positive experience and then a negative. Go positive experience that created an emotion. Like let's say you're the day of your chuppah or some wonderful thing and you feel the feeling in yourself, and you have the story of why you're feeling the feeling. 
right? Then you do the savoda, take a few deep breaths, you drop the story, and just feel the feeling. Then you let that feeling spread, you figure where it is in your body, and then a few more deep breaths, you let the feeling fill your whole body. Just feel it. Then you bring in a white light, a few more deep breaths, that comes in and just washes the feeling out from your head down, all the way down to your toes and down into the earth. Then you bring in something heavy, some place you're stuck in. And there's some negative talk inside, some story that you have that's connected to a feeling. Do the same thing again. Where's the feeling? And then, drop the story and just be with the feeling that the feeling is real. And what this does is, and then you bring in the white light, and if you have, have the feeling fill your whole body, which is intense, it's a good gewaldige thing to sing a nigga then, with it, just be with it. And then you bring in the white light into the earth. The to'elis here is, first of all, it's calming and wonderful, but that you, when you, we can separate the way we feel from the stories that we have inside, from the oisios that are mixed up in us, we can separate out, we can have a much easier time just telling Hashem what the story really is, what happened, and just asking Hashem to fix me, just telling Hashem everything, the vidui tvarim going to be able to do it without it being this huge crazy feeling that destroys us and we can't even, we can only say part of it because I'm so eclipsed by the feeling the feeling takes so much over that I can't even express the oisios of what's really going on in my life, I can't really tell a gem about what's real because I'm so stuck in these feelings that, so we can learn to separate out and be with the feelings and then release the feelings then we can to be able to tell Hashem our stories and to just really know that we're each in our own tent and it's so great there's no competition there's no and a little bit to have that one eye of love third eye of Hashem open up maybe our own third eye in some way just being able to be so loving whatever's going on and tend the little gardens that we have in our own families in a loving, caring way. Chavez. Thoughts or questions? Literally a minute. There's one tiny thing more to add. Is the Zohar Kodesh HaKadama Dav Ches Amur Aleph Darshins Hashamayim Mesaprim Kevoid Kel. And says the Zohar, the heavens tell, don't read tell, read from the word sapir, shine, light up. What's kvoid kel is into malchus, which is, to a certain extent, the experience of the souls in this world, malchus. Am Yisrael, the word knesses Yisrael, Musechus brachas, lamed heyamudbez is called the root of Am Yisrael, the, the root source, souls of Am Yisrael is called kel. And the thing is, that that root, because malchus, is the peace of Hashem that is sent in this world and experiences exile. It's like our souls, the root of all of our souls, the Malch, the Shechina is in Golos, the Soit Golos at Shechina. That's where the anger of Hashem is. This is where Bilam is coming from. Kel Zoyen, that God is angry once in a, a day, that Bilam knew how to do, that is in Gemarim Brachas. So, there's one instant where this anger comes out. That's the anger, the dissatisfaction with this world that Kibiyochal Hashem feels with us. It's an unbelievable thing. The Shechina, the Malchus has that to kill Zemachal But Shemayim is happening, Fidel, means when we can tell, when we can bring through ourselves the love of Hashem through Shemayim, which is the Zerantu, through our own Midos, and shine it into ourselves, into our wives, into our kids, into our friends tell people a good word, how good they are, then we change kel zayim into kel... Shemayim. Shemayim, kvayit kel. Kvayit kel is the name of Malchus when it's in a state of being beloved and experiencing that one eye of, of, of Hashem's love. With this we can 
we can give, we can give to each other. And um, so when Bilam, what was he going to do? Toysva says, how could, he, how could he curse in one instance, tiny instant? That they would have said, Kalem. So somebody told me last night, I'm getting the name Yonasan something, that Kalem is Kaved Lev Mayach. The opposite, like the liver, then the heart, then the mind. And whereas Melech is mind, heart, that, that when things are... But it hit me also that Kalem is also, and he said this, Kalem is also... Klum, you're a nothing, right? That's his kabbalic. That's what he would use to use that thing, that bit of anger that the shechina itself experiences. Oh, you're nothing. And what's a tikkun? Also, even without melech, is kulam. We're all in this. Even the shechina is in this. And together we can get past it. It's a shem.